Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. I read an advanced copy of Gabriel Bump's book, The New Normals, back when I was still on parental leave. <laughs> and maybe that wasn't the best idea, because it opens with this really intense passage about a couple losing their child. And that's what sparks their search for a utopia. It's beautifully written in, in a way that hurts, you know? And Bump talked about it to NPR's Aisha Roscoe, and he said that he wrote that part years and years ago, and then he got married, and then they lost a baby. After the break, listen to him talk about accepting change, both on a personal level and societal level, and how he found his way through it all. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The new novel by Gabriel Bump, The New Naturals, starts with a devastating loss. A pair of young Black academics are left bereft following the death of their infant daughter. The story charts their descent into grief and ultimately their journey underground, where they hope to create a utopia carved out of a hillside in western Massachusetts. But it's a project that doesn't go according to plan. Gabriel Bump teaches literature at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and his debut novel, Everywhere You Don't Belong, was named a New York Times Notable Book of 2020. He joins us now from New York. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for the introduction, Aisha. I'm really excited. Well, I'm I'm glad for you to be on talking with us. So the opening of the book is very jarring. You have this couple, the mother, Rio, and the father, Gibraltar, they're dealing with the loss of their daughter. Can you talk to me about those two characters? Yeah, I guess like when I was writing this book and I was trying to figure out like what could make these people just really want to escape the world? Like what would be the thing that pushes them over the edge? And I imagine just what the worst thing that could happen, you know, in this way that writers sometimes do, right? Like think about the most dramatic Action. It, it seemed like, though, even before the death of their baby, that they were already kind of trying to escape. They had moved out to, you know, moved away from the city. and Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess it's like the difference between someone in, you know, New York moving upstate because they're kind of sick of what's happening to the city or like feel kind of like the city's unaffordable, like just all these different reasons. And like taking that extra extreme step to say, okay, like we're living in the woods isn't enough. We're going to go underground. We are going to retreat totally from the world. And I know I can empathize with a lot, just especially now, just and maybe the past couple of years, it's felt like this too, but... The world is just so overwhelming. Well, can I, can I ask you then, because a lot of the book is written, it's, it's almost like stream of consciousness. Um, there are all these different characters who aren't necessarily connected, but they're all searching for meaning. Talk to me about like your writing style. Like when I was reading it, you know, it felt like each chapter almost felt like a story unto itself. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to like really focus on 
these characters at like an emotional level. I feel like it's a very emotional book, even though there's this like grand experiment happening. Like it's really personal, and even like the writing felt really personal. Because like when I started writing this book, I was kind of going through a hard time in my personal life. Uh, was just feeling like kind of down and out. You know, like none of my characters are me, but this character bounced like this young man that just can't seem to set his foot right in the world. Like nothing seems to go his way. That's like how I felt, you know? And, and so in those, I guess, like vignettes, like these maybe just stories unto themselves, it's okay, here are these people in one specific moment on their journey. How are they coping and where are they moving towards? You said you felt some similarities with Bounce. I, I just wonder that, you know, you, your debut novel was named a New York Times notable book. Like, wh- why would you feel like things weren't going right for you? Uh, yeah, well, so I started writing this book before my first book came okay, out. Okay, okay, <laughs> that makes more sense. Okay, so you were more, so you didn't know you where you was going. Okay. No, man, and before that, like, and that's why I'm kind of feeling more just relaxed with this mm-hmm. second book, like, just feeling, uh, I don't know, like Zen or something, because like before that first book comes out, it really does feel like your whole life is riding on this thing. You know, I mean, this story um, is set up against the backdrop of kind of chaos in the U.S. and chaos around the world. How much were you influenced by current events? Well, yeah, I mean, and it felt like in 2018 when I started writing this, it just felt like the world's wasn't in the right spot. Like, everything was just feeling kind of, like, off the rails. And this was before the pandemic, so you were feeling this way before, <laughs> before, before This it is, hit. like, before, this is before the pandemic. This is before January 6th. This is before the George Floyd, like, protests and uprising. Certainly before our two kind of, like, large-scale wars happening, like, simultaneously in the world. And, uh... The lesson I learned from that hard time, like five years ago, is I'm married now, so I'm leaning a lot on my wife, you know, not just my immediate family, but like her immediate family. Like we're all kind of like finding comfort in each other, and it helps, you know, it does make the world feel less chaotic. But I, I mean, I don't know, like when I think about change, uh, there's just so many different types of change that, that we experience. So I can use one from just my personal life. So this year, my wife and I experienced um, a like late-term uh, miscarriage with mm-hmm. our, our daughters at, at 20 weeks. I'm um, so sorry. Oh, no, thank you, thank you. And I mean, so my perception of, of change, and again, even as this book, so when I said, like, that Rio and Gibraltar, this husband and wife losing their daughter, like, I wrote that five years ago, just as this, you know, trying to figure out what's the worst thing that could happen to people. And so it, en- it ended up happening to my wife and I, right? And we were, like, recently married, and we're so excited. Like, our, our life was changing in, like, the most beautiful way possible. And then just one day, it changes in the worst way imaginable. And I think that, like, how I've come to accept all different kinds of change, both personal and societal, is by welcoming change in this way, you know, like trying to keep myself and those around me solid 
and just saying, okay, whatever comes, we're going to be ready for it. We're going to love each other. We're going to deal with it. Is that the utopia then you think that these characters in the book are really looking for? Is it the connection with each other? Yeah, I think that that's what they end up finding, right? I don't know if, um, you know, the initial plan was different. And I think that what ends up being most important is this utopia they find in each other. That's Gabriel Bump, whose new novel, The New Naturals, is out this week. Thank you so much for being with us. Hey, thank you so much, Aisha. It's a high-stakes election year, so it's not enough to just follow along. You need to understand what's happening so you are fully informed come November. Every weekday on the NPR Politics Podcast, our political reporters break down important stories and backstories from the campaign trail so you understand why it matters to you. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside.